Hello. Tis we. <laughs> Courtney. Tis I. And. Hi, Marshall. Uh, and we are Blurred Watchers. It's been some time. It's been How about are a month. What doing? I mean, but it feels longer. I don't know. I feel like October and November have just gone on forever. I think that the um, time change kind of, you know, we got an hour back, but it kind of gave me like this really crazy. It's yeah, I understand. Yeah. So we are back. Um, we're going to talk about some things that you guys have probably watched um but yeah if you haven't then you might get a kick you'll get a kick you will get a kick out of this regardless i think but yeah we've missed you guys so we've got um a good amount of things to talk about i think at first we thought we weren't but Mm -hmm. we've got a good amount of things to talk about so marshall yeah what is oh i guess we got some snap trailer reactions right yeah yeah let's um let's get some snap trailer reactions we got two for y'all today uh and if this is your first time listening we do a segment that we call snap trailer reactions where we pause the show we watch some trailers and then we come back and we give you our immediate thoughts of the trailer and what we're expecting and hopefully you guys uh dig it because these are two shows that we really enjoyed over the pandemic and they're both coming back with season two all right let's get into it so the first one is sex life of college girls which i think two. is already running right no it hasn't come on yet uh well I think maybe it has. maybe it has but yeah. either way we're gonna react to this the trailer and then next month i guess we'll yeah because we haven't review. started watching it but we i'm haven't. pretty sure there's already episodes on hbo max so okay to the trailer let's go yay yeah 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 sex life of college girls it looks like it's season two good. it's it I'm looks excited. it look yeah it's we're, we're it's more of the same yeah. Um, more of the same. These characters that we know and have gotten to love, um, you know, more more college hijinks, and um, you know, I'm I'm down. Um, it actually came out November 17th, so we were we were kind of asleep. This show will premiere the week of Thanksgiving, I believe. So uh, we'll have some stuff to talk about for that next month but what are you most excited for for uh sex life of college girls season two um i guess i want to see how everything ends up with um everybody i don't know there's nothing there's nothing i'm looking forward to that's like specifically i just want to watch it yeah i like it um, and be entertained i like the characters i feel like they all get good time um good development uh last year it was the the black girl who was messing with the coach um but now she ended up messing with the regular girl's co-worker yeah at the cafe at the cafe so i want to see how that relationship goes and then the one girl came out as gay to her roommates um and that was a huge bit of development for her the rich girl um and and the the other girl just has all these ideas and she's just hilarious to me but she is continuing her writing career outside of this group uh, or this writing group that she 
looked at that was so prestigious. Well, the other one was more like a, own. they were more like a comedy writing group, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, she's, she seems to have paired with one of the guys that, you know, had some decency and they're continuing their writing. And I think that's, I'm, I'm excited. I think everybody has solid development. You totally skipped over the girl that's like smart, but broke. No, I said the regular girl. I don't. Yeah, really say nothing about her. Though. Well, I you just I said, oh yeah, she's she's like the, the proxy for the audience. Is dating a bit. the regular girl's coworker. That's all you said about I her. Mean, but she needs money again. Okay. Um, and I, you know, the the trailer didn't give us much for her. Her hair um, is longer. Her hair is longer. <laughs> she actually looked like she lost weight too. Um, mm, she I looked a little so. smaller to me. So Maybe I it's mean, just the way they were dressing her though, it's possible. You know. Um, but yeah, so there seems to be a small time skip here, I'm guessing toward the next semester, you know, so that's always nice. And yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, it's, it's a good show. Yeah, so it looks I'm like really... hijinks, as you said, abound. Mm-hmm. Looks like they're going to have a lot of parties and a lot of drinking. And I mean, a lot of the stuff that I remember from college, although differently, because we went to HBCU, so it was a little bit different. But yeah, yeah. there wasn't like the co co-ed dorms and things I like mean, that. I mean, we had Morgan View. That was the closest, were, but that we was, were both in Morgan View. But that that wasn't a dorm per se. You weren't on campus, like you I a, mean, but only only Morgan students could live there. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> she wins, y'all. I mean, all right. It still wasn't. It looks co-ed entertaining. For me. I mean, Mindy Kaling, I feel like she can do no wrong for me. She's always she's always giving us hits. So mm-hmm. um and as I said the last time we were watching The Secret Life of or The Secret Life, the <laughs> Sex Lives of College Girls. I like this. It's a grown up version of um Never Have I Ever. So Yeah, it's definitely a little bit more mature, but still kind of with the same uh with the same spirit you know it's like a spiritual older cousin to never have i ever uh which i and i adore that show so i'm really excited for it and um any last thoughts before we go into the next trailer reaction no that is it for me awesome let's check out the trailer for uh, bel-air season two which i think we were both kind of pleasantly surprised with let's check out the trailer (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Bel Air season two, uh, coming back in February. So a lot of a lot of good stuff going on my birthday month. Uh, I might, you know, I might I might have to live it up a little bit, um, and 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 be outstanding. Okay. <clears throat> Bel Air season two. Uh, the trailer was a voiceover from the main character Will and. Uh, basically talking about and featuring each character and maybe like a, a slight I look mean, he into... I really, it wasn't... They didn't feature the other characters. Well, just you saw them. Their pictures and he was talking about, I'm going to do what I want. I don't know. I, I It was annoying. I guess it's just a teaser since it's not coming out until February. Very much a teaser. Um, it, yeah, that doesn't make me hyped for it. Um, I was looking forward to it because it got better as the season progressed in the first season. But when we first started watching Bel Air, I was watching it very begrudgingly. Mm-hmm. Um, there was so much about it that annoyed me. Mm-hmm. 
and this trailer just brought those feelings back of annoyance. Yeah. The first thing I thought was, and no shade, no shade to the actor, but kind of, I was just like, oh, Will's face annoys me. You you did say that. You did say that. We did <clears throat> we did a review for uh, Bel Air season one, and I think that we did it on uh, Blurred Life with my wife. I'll do my best to link that episode down below if you guys want some insight on how we felt about season one of Bel Air. Uh, I know we're here on Blurred Watchers, but if you ever want any extra, um, you know, uh, extra credit or anything like that, you want to check out some extra content, you can always check out Blurred Life with my wife. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. Um, that was our Bel Air everything, uh, Bel Everything Everywhere All at Once episode uh, where we reviewed Bel Air and Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is an amazing film. Um, so, yeah, uh, very much a teaser, like you said. Um, I feel like you're going to fall back into that begrudging. Um, I mean, based off of that. But again, it just seems like it's a teaser. So they weren't going to show too much to like wet your palate. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that was supposed to be like the thing that's supposed to wet your palate. But it didn't do that for me. It just left me annoyed. And I was just like, is this about to be some bullshit? So, yeah. I, I have nothing else to say. Um, perhaps they will prove me to just be a hater and i will happily be i'll happily say you know what i was hating this mm. is good mm. if that's the case mm. okay you heard it here first <laughs> um we will yeah because i don't i don't have too much to say there was very much a, a teaser i thought it would be a trailer <clears throat> it was not so um if you like babe we can just move on to the streamer corner got a couple of things got a couple of picks for this week this mm-hmm. uh this month of November. Um, Let's do it. Let's do it to it. Yeah. So the streaming corner, y'all. Um, we're gonna go backwards as opposed to forward. Um, because it is late November. I know everybody's about to do, you know, the holidays. Um, you know, if you celebrate Thanksgiving and, and hopefully you get to see some family and friends and travel. But uh, coming up on the 30th of November is the highly anticipated um, Willow on Disney Plus, which is, if a lot of folks remember, a cult classic film from the 80s, uh, maybe early 90s. Um, I've only seen it a few times and it's been years, but I think I want to try to watch it again before this comes out. Uh, and it is a Disney Plus show. And uh, November 30th. I don't know nothing about it. You don't know nothing about Okay, we got to learn about Willow. Uh, (laughs) On the 23rd, which is tomorrow as of this recording, we finally get the Netflix show Wednesday. I'm looking forward to that. That you've been excited about, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And earlier this month, we got two things on Netflix and HBO Max, respectively. Uh, Blockbuster on November 3rd, which I feel like I heard you say something about the irony of uh, Blockbuster, Blockbuster being, being on, on Netflix, Netflix. Since Netflix killed Blockbuster. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, um, the show that you ended up enjoying much more than me uh, is back for a fourth season 
uh, Titans on HBO Max. I mean, you act like I love it dearly. I just thought it was pretty good. It was I just said that you enjoyed it more than me. That's I, it. And the way that you said it belies your contempt for it mm. because you in like the DC shows on HBO Max, like, oh my God, y'all. I was trying to watch. Um, oh my God, what was the name of that one show that if had? If you all can't those remember, rejects? it didn't happen. Um, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Yeah. I was trying to watch that. I put it on. This man got mad at me. You know how I feel about the DC shows on HBO Max. <laughs> we just got finished watching that horrible show, Titans. I was like, sir, I need you to simmer down. Why? Is now. that is that how I sound to you? Yes. That's exactly how you sound. That Let's was do it a again. perfect. That was a perfect rendition again. of you. No, do it again. You, no. The the good people at home can run <sighs> it back to hear it. That's exactly how you sound. Yeah. So, Titans season four. Uh, let's not forget that we've been telling Alex that we're going to start Poison Ivy, uh, or um, not Poison Ivy, um, Harley Quinn on HBO Max it's an animated show and it's it's apparently outstanding and I'm I'm excited to watch that. We can watch that. Uh Doom Patrol or Titans. You, you that's a solo I feel mission. like you're overselling saying you're excited because we've been talking about watching this forever. So like the We got to we got to actually do it. Okay. Wow. Sorry, Alex. Usually we usually we be on it with yeah. your recommendations, but yeah. Life. I mean just procrastination yeah uh aka life so oh and i'm gonna just insert this because i know in titans there's a jay lecurgo plays um he's that light-skinned black boy who was also in the batman Mm, yeah tim drake he plays tim, tim drake, drake yeah he was also in this very good show on netflix that came out called the bastard son and the devil himself um did you finish that i did i finished the first season it was really good why didn't I liked you it. let me put it in the agenda i forgot about it until well, we started talking okay. about titans okay yeah, and you didn't watch it well that that's not the first time that we've given thoughts on shows that both of us didn't watch well whatever so here's my endorsement of it i feel like you guys should watch it it's on netflix mm -hmm. um jay lecurgo is the main character nathan it's basically about um it's the world that we live in but there are witches and there are um uh are they called Fayborn? i forget but there's like essentially the quote-unquote goodborn witches and then there's the bloodborne witches and the bloodborne witches are the ones that like kind of do these like dark arts sort of witchcraft and i mean it's not really their fault it's just how they're born but one of them was so strong um he fucked up everybody um that was the Fayborn yeah okay. whatever but uh basically the uh main character is his son and they are like fuck you and we're gonna treat you like shit and we're gonna try and subjugate all the bloodborne witches and it's basically just going through like he just be taking hit after hit after hit the whole season you're like damn is he ever gonna get a win um but it's just it's good uh it's pretty gritty and uh it's easy to binge so, Bastard Son and the Devil Himself recommend it to you. 
Amen. Okay. Um, well, if you're ready for our next segment, say yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we'll go into our ongoing series segment where we cover series that are not finished or we haven't seen in their entirety, but we're still going to give you our thoughts based on a specific amount of episodes that we've seen. Yes. Um, this month we have tree tree ongoing series. Oh, three. I'm like tree. What the fuck is that? I haven't been watching that. <laughs> She's like, you're dumbass. Uh, so I apologize. We have three ongoing series that we have been watching. Um, starting with Amazon Prime's The Peripheral, starring Chloe Grace Moretz. Yes. Talk to me, baby. How do you feel? Episodes one through five is what we're going to go through today as of this recording. Those are the ones that we've seen. We'll be back next month, uh, hopefully, for the review of the full season. I mean, so far, I really like it. Um, I mean, it's definitely gritty enough for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I... I am surprised, I'm maybe not surprised, but I don't think I've ever seen Chloe Grace Moretz in this type of role, mm -hmm. if I can recall. Mm -hmm. um, and I think she's doing a good job. She's holding her own. Um, I like the premise of, you know, a not so distant future leading into a more distant dystopian future. I mean, essentially what you have here is I feel like they're taking over, or at least in a certain way, taking over the trope of like, oh, these people are in, you know, we have this game or games that people, game system that people play and they're able to play it in like a very high tech VR type of way mm -hmm. um, where you're like actually really immersed. And um, Chloe Grace Moretz character, Flynn, she's like, a really good player mm -hmm. and she gets recruited to play this new game well come to find out this shit ain't a game and the headset that she gets to play it i guess essentially broadcasts your consciousness into the future mm -hmm. and there's some people there that are trying to get her help to do something and basically we're going through all of the intrigue to find out what they're trying to do um but then additionally, of course, they're going over some big factions in the future. that are like, oh, no, fuck this. And they're trying to stop uh, Flynn and her family from affecting them in the future and basically sending people back in time uh, to kill them. Yeah. Um, or not sending them back in time. Well, I guess so, right? Well, they're not sending people back in time, but they're hiring people in that time mm, to yeah. do stuff. This is this is a really high concept uh show and it's based on a book, but it really is kind of taking that whole idea of where kind of gaming could go in the next 10 years. Um, I mean, I feel like we always say like where it could go or whatever like that. But I feel like mo a lot of the innovation and stuff that we see now is stuff that was written in sci-fi books. And they were like, Oh, this is what the future is going to look like. And like, you know, we're here now and we're like, uh, you know, before people thought that it was so fanciful and it was science fiction and it'd be hundreds of years before we seen shit like this. And it's mm -hmm. like, 
no like especially the way humans are going the way we've made such innovations i mean and also have destroyed the earth in a mere 200 years in a matter of 50 years the Mm -hmm. type of shit that people have done where you haven't seen innovation like that over 500 years and then in 50 it's just this big technological boom um I mean, I don't know about people sending back their consciousness from the future or or sending a past con- consciousness into the future, but definitely like VR. Wasn't that one guy that um, made Oculus or something like that talking about he made a new one that if you die in the game, you die in real life. It like sends this pulse into your brain, basically fries your brain. I think it was a hoax and he was trying to be funny, but it was also like, sir, that's not funny. Goddamn. Um, you didn't read about that? No, I don't. Well, so VR is like my least, um, you know, used video gaming platform or thing. So I'm not wholly interested. But what I was saying as far as like where gaming could go is because the premise of this show is based on the fact that the main character, Flynn Fisher, is a you know, brilliant gamer. Like she is a a gamer. She goes into these worlds and she basically like runs the shit. Um, and her brother, uh, is a, um, military veteran Mm. from a futuristic program where, um, they draft groups of friends from these small towns and implant them with these, what they call haptics, Mm-hmm. And it is a way for a unit to be much better synced up and much more communicative. And it's like built into their their brains and their bodies. Yeah, like their nervous system. Right. Um, so they're also gamers because after they, you know, serve their time in the military, they come back home and they just kind of live off of whatever they get. But Flynn... Um, you know, she makes money working this little copy shop job, but her mother is sick um, and she's blind at this point. So I think that they're they in the beginning, they do a fair amount of world building, whereas though there is this mystery of what the hell happened when I was in this game, because Flynn's brother is approached by this company with some type of offshore naming convention or something like that. And he's given this piece of technology that allows what they, what the company believes is him to go in and do these things. Suffice to say later on, we find out that this company is using this technology to broadcast his mind into the future, what they call quantum tunneling. And he is indeed not playing a game, but he is, operating within the real world or a future real world. And then it's even more mind bending because we find out that every time these people of the future interact with the people of the past through quantum tunneling, a different tangent in time is made, which they refer to as um, a stump, right? Stumps. Right. And these are just like throwaway parallel pasts that these people of the future basically use for whatever they want whether it be testing whether it be you know playing in the past or like they use this stuff like 
Like they're playing The Sims. Well, yeah, basically, because they're like, well, you know, the the way that they make innovation in medicine and stuff like that is basically testing on people on a certain stump. Um, and like you said, other things, too. I thought it was very reminiscent of like um, in Loki and basically what we're talking about in like the multiverse and stuff like that, how mm-hmm. um, there will be these variations that breaks off from like the the sacred timeline or whatever so yeah uh so yeah i mean it's got it's got a couple of different i guess tropes um but i do enjoy the execution and the world building and the characters um it's it, it's it's good so far i mean mm-hmm. we're five episodes in the most recent episode was the one where the futuristic you know evil company trope <laughs> which 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 we have here is hiring hitmen to uh hitmen from the past to kill Flynn and her family and they have a a interaction with the hitman and um you know it's, it's just a really good show i mean it, i like i like the writing like i said the characters um, I don't have anything specific about any one episode because I feel like we're still kind of in it, but I'm very engaged. Mm-hmm. I I definitely like it. I think there's a good amount of intrigue. There's a good amount of, um, I mean, for lack of a better term, violence or action. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the, diver- the diversity of the cast as well. Um, I think it's just really good. I, I'm trying to see if I can figure out what's going to happen, but um, I don't know. With this one, I think I'm just kind of cool with just going along the journey as well. So, Yeah, I mean, we got Chloe Grace Moretz as Flynn Fisher. We talked about her brother, Burton Fisher, is played by an actor named Jack Rayner, who I'm who, not super familiar with, when but I he's first saw kicking him, this role's yeah. ass. When I first saw him, I was like, he looks like um, a skinny Seth Rogen. A skinny, more handsome Seth Rogen. And you know, in this picture, he looks like a skinny Chris Pratt. Mm, no. No? Okay, well, he's kicking this role's ass. I really enjoy the physicality uh, that he's bringing to it. I don't know why they're all doing these southern accents. I just don't feel like it's wholly necessary but it's not killing anything i mean i guess since they're working off a book and in the book where they're from that's why they took it on Mm -hmm. um so if they're staying true to that then fine okay um and then we have gary carr who plays uh wolf netherton who i really like him in this role uh wolfie yeah I really like him in this role. Um, he is essentially the male lead, but because he's in the future, depending on the episode, he doesn't get as as much screen time. Yeah. But when he's on, and especially the chemistry between him and Chloe Grace Moretz, um, there is technology in the future where if people link their minds together, it can kind of create like a feeling of like damn i'm really into this person but really it's just the fact that they share thoughts but also they already have really good chemistry it's definitely the progeny of the haptics i think the haptics were the initial version of it and Mm. then they um 
continued they perfected that. it yeah. with this link um that makes sense yeah I, I hadn't thought of that but yeah absolutely um so you know it's 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 well, they talked about it in that one ep- episode that I think was called Haptic when um, Chloe Grace, when Flynn had to go out on the street with Wilf in her, I guess, whatever that android body is, and they had mm-hmm. to connect. Um, and he was like, yeah, you can feel whatever I feel, see what I see, all this other kind of stuff. And then they were talking about, you know, her getting this feeling while connected to him. And when she came back, she was talking to Burton about or he was talking to her about the haptics and mm-hmm. how they cause him pain and stuff like that and he's like yeah it works better if you pair up with people from the same area or you grew up together because mm-hmm. you have similar experiences mm-hmm. but it also makes you feel the same things like they were talking about how like one time one uh guy that was in like a platoon or something that was someone else he was in his hometown and he saw like the one of his platoon mates had gotten beaten up by some guy and he wasn't there but his his comrade was there saw him beat the man to death because the other person on the other end saw him through the haptics Mm -hmm. could feel it and he felt all that rage and then he snapped out of it and was like what the fuck i've never met this guy in my life Mm -hmm. he's like yeah if you're not careful you could even feel like you're in love with the people that you're connected with. Yeah. So, which also caused this thing where we saw in the last episode, we saw where Chloe, uh, I'm sorry, where Flynn confronted Wilf and was like, is this the haptics or, or is this whatever this connection is? I forget what they call it, the updated version. Yeah. Um, the drift or, or are you, are you taking advantage of these feelings that I have that you didn't earn because I trust you? Right so she's all confused and we were that. like Flynn like why are you telling him this she, that's another thing <laughs> this show is really good but she talked too way too damn much I'd be like god damn shut the fuck up yeah. the way she just came out and told her best friend about what was going on it's like so you know her husband is the nephew of the of one of the baddest people in the damn mm-hmm. uh, in your damn in the town show. yeah and she was like talking a whole bunch of shit to Bert when he was like, why would you tell her that? And she was like, oh, I can trust him. He's like, yeah, but she going to tell her husband. She was like, oh, well, I could trust him too. And he's like, you know who her husband's uncle is, right? And then she was like, oh. And I'm like, yeah, girl, you fucked up. Keep yeah. your mouth shut. She does. She does do a whole lot of talking. But I mean, otherwise... Her friend got a big ass mouth too, and she get on my nerves. I was like, okay, yes, you like save their life, but also it was just like, yo, shut your mouth and mm-hmm. mind your business. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, d- no argument, no argument there. But I mean, five episodes in, I think that ultimately, um, this is a this is another banger from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. So I'm going to just throw this in here because I know we're not going to really talk about it. No. Um, Rings of Power. Yeah. We didn't no. even finish that shit. It's nope. so disappointing. And especially nope. when it's up against all these other shows that we're watching, which is so sad in comparison because it's like how you have the peripheral on the same quote unquote network is Rings of Power and you fuck that up so bad. I watched a video today comparing Galadriel and how she was written to Vi from Arcane and it was just it was just a shit on Galadriel session. Just so the way that she was written. I'll play the video for you later. But 
it was a really good video and it completely encapsulated why I just don't give a fuck. Like I am perfectly fine leaving rings of power on red. I am looking ex- more extremely more toward the return of something like wheel of time. I feel like that was even better. Yeah, like you said. it's, yeah, I don't want to go on a tangent. But maybe but. that's why Tolkien and his family hold, well, not him because he's dead, but why they hold so tightly onto the reins of like mm-hmm. the rights to his shit because they're like, y'all gonna fuck it up. It's The only person who got it right was Peter Jackson and the rest mm-hmm. of y'all can <laughs> fuck a duck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so... Um, that's our thoughts on the first five episodes of the peripheral. We'll be back next month with the um hopefully it's over by then and we've watched it, but I don't I don't see a reason why not. Yeah. Um I think it's only ten episodes. So we'll be back next month with our complete thoughts on the season and I'm I'm looking forward to being surprised or some type of twist. Uh but I don't know. It could go continue to be going the way it is and i think i'd be pretty happy with it yeah i'm looking forward to it so uh you guys should watch it it's really good cool 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 all right well let's move on to our next um ongoing series thoughts and that is for chainsaw man babe Mm-hmm. Mappa does it again. I mean, the the manga was good. That's why people were so like so anticipatory of the anime. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, you can see uh, people have been doing it on on Twitter, basically putting up the manga and the anime for the episodes that are coming out, almost like frame by frame. It's just just following it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. I mean, I I expected it to be good. Um, I've already kind of spoiled it for myself because I wanted to know some things and I'm going to probably go back into the manga, but I had to figure some things out and I got them figured out. So cool. But yes, Chainsaw Man, super funny, uh, super bloody. Uh, I I mean, I like it. What do you what do you think so far? Yeah, I mean, it's for me, five episodes in, I'm waiting to see the part that kind of like grabs me you know um i am entertained but you know how when we were watching hunter hunter and this i watched hunter hunter before you and i got you to ultimately excuse me watch hunter hunter do you know the point when you were watching hunter hunter and it got real and you were just like oh shit let me sit up in my seat oh yeah you know That's kind of the moment that I'm waiting for a little bit for Chainsaw Man. They're doing the world building. We learned about the gun devil. Um, You know, our our hero is obsessed with touching titties, which is good for him. Hopefully he gets to do all of that stuff either way. But, you know, he joins with his pet devil and uh, the devil saves his life. And now he is basically this hybrid working with in this organization of devil hunters under this gorgeous boss who I'm not going to hold you. I understand why everybody likes her. Like she's, she is sexy, you know, she is just like, yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, there's that going for it, but ultimately, like I said, five episodes in, I'm still waiting for that episode 
that just kind of grabs me and just like, all right, bet. It happened with Jujutsu Kaisen. It happened with, uh, like I said, Hunter Hunter. It happened with Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan took four to six episodes for me. And there was a moment in the in the beginning arc of Attack on Titan where shit got real. And I was just like, oh, like, and, you know, well, everybody's seen Attack I on mean, Titan. I mean, okay, but with Hunter Hunter... I don't feel like there was an episode where I was like, oh, yeah, shit got real. It was good to begin with. I think it was just when we got to the, um, the what is it, Ant something Ant? Chimera Ant yeah, arc. Yeah, the Chimera mm-hmm. Ant arc. That's when I was like, okay, I see what you're talking about, where you're like, this shit is like bomb as fuck. Um, and I was like, oh, did this fill the void in my heart that... Hannibal left it almost did I was mm. like oh it's okay mm. ah, will this emptiness end <laughs> it, it did it I still feel emptiness from Hannibal but, but it you know almost yes almost at it perfection okay. but that was what a second how many seasons was that before it got that, to there that was so, a while you know? yeah. but also kind of like um, Invincible Right, yeah. we went through the whole first episode. We're like, okay, this is cool, and then the ending part of the episode, we were like, oh mm. my god. Yeah. Well, yeah, because basically after that, we were like, this is a different type of show. Because at yeah, first, we were different. just like, okay, this is definitely giving you know '90s, early 2000s Spider-Man mm-hmm. kind of that kind of vibe. Maybe even Batman Beyond, especially with the the actual art, yeah, um, the art style. And I know the what is that the last five minutes, if that of the show, I was just mm. like, oh, this is an adult show, yeah, and um, viscerally and like audibly, mm-hmm. I had a reaction. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we're gonna have that with Chainsaw Man. I don't know. We'll see. Well, you you you've read ahead. Yeah, but we're almost like we're already almost to where I stopped reading. Oh wow! So, okay. so you it was just a little bit of re- reading. Yeah, ahead. yeah, okay. Yeah, I haven't um, too far ahead. So I mean, no, I mean, I, I understand that, and like I said, for me, I'm just uh, waiting on that moment. You know, what I, mean? I feel like yeah. for me, I have these moments where I go from liking something, and then Aaron gets eaten by a titan, and then we start seeing this titan that kind of looks like him, and he's just killing other titans like where did he come from and then like there's a point in a lot of these anime or these manga where like the entry goes up and there's there's something that 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 separates the beginnings of the show from what the what really kind of interests me about the show i mean based off what i know mm-hmm. from spoiling it for myself mm-hmm. and some of the things you said I think you'll get that feeling. Yeah, and 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 I'm cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're explaining kind of the magic system. Like, and, yeah, uh-huh. that's 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 what I'm waiting for, and I'm willing to I'm willing to for ride y'all it out. Know, wink, wink. I'm I'm uh-huh. willing to ride it out. I'm here with you. We're watching every week. Um, not to mention, we got to get back on Spy Family too. Random, but yeah, Spy Family Anya. season two. Anya, yeah, I need me some more Lord. Anya. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to watch um, some Spy Family and 
come back next week. <laughs> Just some screaming thoughts. out names. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Chainsaw Man, you guys, have you seen it? Like, what do you guys think? It's so unserious, it, but I love it. Does, the, is Courtney correct in her assertion that I will be getting the moment that I'm looking for with Chainsaw Man? I hope so. Y'all better not ruin it for him. Well, I don't know if he, because I don't care, because clearly I went ahead and spoiled it for myself anyways. I don't know if you care about spoilers. I I mean I prefer to okay. see Don't it. Don't spoil it for him. Yeah. If you do, I will hunt you down. I will find your IP address mm-hmm. and I will show up at your house and I will smack you in the face. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, she's playing. Uh, oh yes, no violence. Just joking. Yeah, I, I, don't I need, would never I don't do need that. My wife going to jail now. Um, for that type of thing, babe. Any final thoughts on the first five episodes of Chainsaw Man? Nah, I think it's funny. I love all the blood and gore mm-hmm. um, and the unseriousness. I like power. Uh, Denji is, I mean, he's definitely setting himself up to be a favorite character. Really? Yeah, just because, like, I feel like he has the basics of like the of a main character that are in these like sort of shonens where it's like oh he's kind of overpowered but like he always tries his best and he has this goal but then it's like it's denji and it's like his goal is to have sex and touch boobs because he never did it before but then he's always like overjoyed out for little things like putting you know butter and jam on toast yeah. and being so like delighted with things that he like overloads the toast with like butter and jam and honey and all the types of shit and just like eating apples makes him happy because he grew up such a miserable life that he never got to do anything mm-hmm. so it's like endearing but then it's also like he's gross and he just wants to touch movies yeah um go on a date i'm I, I like I I see those things. Uh, I feel like I'm waiting for him to to hit me as well. Like that that truly that thing that he does that just makes me like, all right, I fuck with you. Uh, He's because, like the flawed version of all the rest of the, like hero boys, where we're like, oh my god, like like with Tanjiro, we're like, he is the goodest boy that has ever lived, and don't anyone ever touch him or ruin him. He's like that, but like deranged, <laughs> and I like that. You you know how I like my deranged. Yeah, folks. yeah, a little, he a little throat. He Ty- little... Typically, I prefer them in women, like unhinged, deranged yeah. women. But I'll make an exception for him. Yeah, I mean, I I understand exactly why you like him. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, you know, so but it's they're... the same stuff. Like he's so earnest. Yeah, he's, he's so very noble, he's kind so, of. Well, like not noble, but he's so earnest, and he's, like, so, like, okay, I'll help you, and I'll see this through, and, like, but then it's like, oh, but this really is just so I can continue to eat toast with jam and touch boobs and live in a house and take baths, and it's just, like, so innocent in a debauched, deranged way. <laughs> fair enough fair enough and if what you're saying is true and i'm going to get my moment that pulls me in yeah um, wow i'm very very much looking forward to it um but yeah those are you know my thoughts on chainsaw man so far 
your thoughts on Chainsaw Man so far. Really enjoying it. Check it out, you guys. Let us know what you think. Um, if you're not into anime, let us know what we should be watching. You know, Let us know so we can cover some stuff for you and we can talk about it. And we can have a conversation while you're working, while you're doing whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, just throw us on in the background you know, and, uh, and hang out. This PSA was brought to you by Marshall. Just kidding. All right, what's next? (laughs) Um, So, okay. We, the way that House of the Dragons episodes fell, like we had two whole episodes where we covered House of the Dragon, but we did not get to talk about the finale of House of the Dragon. So I want to do something slightly different today. I want to do a house of the dragon retrospective um and we're essentially going to talk about uh house of the dragon yeah um we're gonna start with the last episode and i kind of want to just talk about you know the impact um what we thought about the season as a whole we don't have to talk about earlier episodes specifically because we have two shows um, that covered those things, but how it ended and what we think we're going to see in the future. I do want to touch on that because we've had time. It's been, it's been a few weeks since the finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'd like to, I'd like to get thoughts on house of the dragon. Number one, how was the finale for you? I thought the finale was great. I mean, it was definitely emotional, uh, spoilers, um i mean spoilers are bam because there's the book that talks about these things that happens although mm-hmm. they're like a third hand account of a third hand third hand account which i think is great because that leaves a little bit of room for the mm-hmm. writers Absolutely. to flesh out some things like of course all of the major things that happen and the result has to happen mm-hmm. but how we get there and the motivations of people and the building of characters you can they can have a little bit of creative licensing um and say like oh you know they said that this person was this way but perhaps people just didn't like them so yes maybe they were a little bit of a tyrant but there's some background as to why they act this way and why they made certain decisions and not just because, you know, they were a son of a bitch that needed to be killed. Um, so, I mean, all in all, as far as the full season, I like that. Um, in this last episode uh, or the season finale, I thought, I thought it was great. It kind of ran the gamut of maybe not emotions, but the different types of pain and loss because we have here, you know, we already saw, I, we, I don't think we talked about the second to last episode, but essentially Viserys dies finally. Mm-hmm. Um, but prior to that, he had talked to, um, what's her name? Allison. Allison, thinking that it was Rhaenyra about... Uh, the prophecy, Aegon's prophecy. We did. We did talk about. Oh, that. Oh, we did. Okay, yeah. great. So prior to that, we talked about that. She misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thought that he was talking to his daughter, his mm-hmm. only daughter, <laughs> his own, not even only daughter, his only child. <laughs> Said, "Fuck them I was kids." Like, oh my god. 
<laughs> Yo, he does not care about the rest of them kids. And I can't even imagine. I, I'm pretty sure they all feel it. Mm-hmm. But he probably would have even said it with them in there. I'm like, Rainier, my only child. Like, shit. It's um... shit. <clears throat> but anyway, so we have that. Basically, she summons the Privy Council or whatever. This is what he said. They're like, oh, great. So we don't have to do all that other shit that we were going to do. Since he said that, great. So depose Rhaenyra. Put your son Aegon on the throne. Um, then we went through all of that. We went through Rhaenys busting through the uh, through the chapel. Mm-hmm. Um, and she could have Dracarist all of them, but she didn't. I was like, One word. I mean, but it was such a power move. And I was like, damn, bitch. You fire. Was it, though? It was a power move. Was it though? Because like, they were sitting there shaking in their fucking boots. And what could they do? Not a goddamn thing. Uh, she could have took them all out and she decided not to. And I know everybody's mad. I know you're mad. I I was like, yeah, she could have done too. She could have ended it. But we know because of history, that's not what happened. And they yeah. got to stick to the history. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, that just took the 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 gravity out of the bossness of the move it because... did not to me because for me it was just like if i was right niece ultimately i would have burned them all down to the ground right but since that since that's not how it happens if i was right niece in that situation and looking at them with me on my dragon the red queen and looking at you and you looking at me and we both know that Okay, um, Amond, you gonna stand in uh in front of your sister, who people uh speculate that yeah. he has a relationship with and they love each other, um, because she didn't want to be married to her other brother, right? Uh, Aegon, and uh, it's also speculated that I think Those his most kids. of his ki- most of the kids are his kids. Mm-hmm. But anyways, like, sir. Just because you stepped in front of her, you think that's going to stop the dragon fire? Like, they was all looking at her like, damn, it's over for us. And if it was me, I'd have been like, don't you ever forget this moment. But. Because I had your ass. It's See, it's hard for me because I know. Well, I mean, but Damon did bring it up. He was like, you could have you could have wiped it. You could have ended it. And she was like, it's not my war to start. But uh, yeah, and it's like for me knowing Rainice's fate, like it's just. I mean, we pretty much know everybody's fate. Yeah, but it's just uh, like spoilers again. Everybody gonna check except for Allison, I guess. But she gonna wish she was dead. She gonna really wish she was dead. Ha, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, nobody really wins this war. Uh, but either way, um, so the 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 finale is where we get this ultimate conflict between uh Aemond and Lucerus. I believe so. I believe it is Lucerus. Her youngest yeah, her young the Lucerus. youngest strong boy. Uh um, <laughs> I know. He oh he loves doing calling him strong boys too. Yeah. <laughs> uh so you know Rhaenyra is trying to get Bannerman, you know, she's like, all right They've usurped my throne. My father is dead. I am the rightful queen. So and she I'm trying to figure out who my homies in. is. Yep. And so her starts. sons is like, yo, 
dragons fly faster than ravens we can go be your messengers to try to get these folks to buy in and and support your claim so of course she doesn't want to do it she loves her sons you know she's a mother but she's like yeah y'all right so she sends her oldest jay saris to um the Vale and to winterfell and her youngest to Storm's End, where the Baratheons are, because that's closest to Dragonstone, where they are. So, of course, the youngest gets to Storm's End, and it is the cinematography of this episode. I, I, I was, it was outstanding. Um, the dragon, um, what's the dragon's name? Aemon's dragon, the biggest one. Not uh, Vagar. Vagar. So Lucerus comes down to Storm's End, and all you see in the in the distance in the background is Vagar, and there is this lightning that comes. You see yeah, his, her silhouette. Yeah. It is chilling, uh, absolutely chilling, and I love that he gets in there. Obviously, his cousin, his cousin is there first. His uncle. His uncle. Excuse me. Uh, his uncle was there first, and the Baratheon guy's like, yeah, my dad said that he would support your mom, but he's here, and he's agreeing to marry one of my daughters. Which one of, which one of my daughters will you marry? And, of course, he's like, look, I'm just a messenger. I'm not really here to... Well, not even that. He is betrothed to one of Damon's daughters, the younger daughter. Yeah. He's, he's not free. He's, that's, you're right. Yeah. He said, I'm not free to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, they're like, all right, well, you need to leave then. So and his ass, the Baratheon, he can't even fucking read. He got no. his septum or whatever to read uh, the note to him. So, you know, Eamon takes this opportunity and he's like, yeah, you know, you took my eye. I want it back. This is like you know, a thing that he's been doing throughout their lives at this point. Like yeah. he's always talking about getting his eyes. Very back aggressive and, teasing. Yeah. So, you know, Lucerus is like, all right, you know, I'm out of here. Cause the Baratheon guy says, y'all not going to fight here. Get out, whatever. Well, so he even tell him get out. He's just like, y'all not about to fight. You're not about to spill blood here, which I'm just like, damn, Lucerus, you should have just stayed the night. Mm hmm. Because you would have been safe, but that's not how it goes. Yeah, so he leaves on his dragon, and, um, you know, his cousin obviously follows. His uncle. uh, I don't know why I keep saying his cousin. But his uncle obviously follows, and they have this amazing dragon chase slash fight thing where it's actually shown, and this is what was really interesting to me. We talked about this. About how earlier in the series, I don't know how much earlier, but Viserys says something to the effect of, we were wrong to think that we could control dragons. There's a bond there, but they can't always control the dragons. Like, sometimes they do what they want. Um, The bond really is, especially with Valerians, but in particular, I guess... Targaryen. The Valarian and the Targaryens, but I think Valarians in general or dragon riders um, comes from the lore is from blood magic, mm. where the, they had like basically genetically intertwined themselves with like dragons. Mm. So they basically speak to their blood, I guess, um, which also uh, just to branch off from here kind of calls into. Um, 
I think they say the fertility of Targaryen or Valerian women is kind of also tied into when the dragons drop a whole bunch of eggs mm. is tied into um tied into the the women or the dragon riders them having um kids and, oh, that's and being uh fertile but additionally um the thing that happened with Daenerys and then the thing that happened with um Rhaenyra where they had babies that were covered in scales and mm-hmm. looked like dragons and had wings uh, and shit like that. Hmm. So, yes. Also kind of the same thing that happened with um, the Baratheon girl, Stannis. Which, uh, another side note, Baratheons are a branch house of Targaryens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They are, they're cousins. They're, they are related. Yeah, they all come from the same... Um, Apparently... As uh, he is affectionately named by a TikToker that I follow, Bobby B, Robert Baratheon, his great, great, great grandmother, who was a Baratheon, her name was Baratheon, uh, and she wore a helmet with antlers mm-hmm. on it, like elk antlers, was a dragon rider. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. So he, I think he hates Targaryens because of that weird, I guess, family whatever i guess hate having targaryen blood but yeah baratheon branch house of targaryen isn't that funny so technically a targaryen was still on the phone uh, on the phone on the throne (laughs) from bobby b's rebellion yeah i mean so i mean just getting back to the summary this like when you told me that i was like damn that's crazy but essentially this is they saved the first major death yeah. of this war um to the end because of course Amond is mercilessly chiding his nephew and um scaring him and scaring this dragon and this dragon we see the, the first yeah we see the first kind of situation where they these boys can't really control these dragons they can they can you know guide them well yeah but essentially these dragons do whatever the fuck they want yeah because and this dragon got scared and and breathe uh, fire breathe, bro breathe fire on the vagar and vagar was like oh no baby oh it brought oh, back no. them war memories vagar was like <laughs> i think what did it say wasn't vagar's um old rider like visenya or something like that and it was like vagar thought <laughs> that visenya was riding her and she was back during the war and she was like look visenya i got yeah. him and they were like oh my god vagar no yeah <laughs> there were so many jokes on on twitter and tiktok where they were like that old fucking bitch vagar having her fucking war memories <laughs> and uh that's that's essentially what happened because they clear out of the storm and for some reason through an experience or whatever it was kind of like a Rickon moment where yo you supposed to zigzag my guy like it wouldn't have mattered Vagar's so much bigger than yeah but the way that dragon. he just got and Vagar punched, like Vagar was a war dragon. dragon they were like absolutely. she was bred and and raised and used just for war. Well, that's all we she knew. know. We know that Vagar rode w- with Balerion the Black Dragon. Yeah, she rode over. Visenya was um 
I believe, right? Uh, Aegon's Aegon Aegon the Conqueror's sister. Yeah, right. They rode over. She was one of the last to have seen old Valeria. Right. So I mean, this dragon is is the experience. You know, dragons, of course, in this universe, they keep growing as they age. So at this point, Vagar is almost 200 years old and she's just not to be trifled with so this little baby dragon comes on and does this little spit and she's like all right cool i'm gonna go ahead and and drop the okie doke and come up from the other side of the of the cloud and now you're dead and yeah. that and that chomp I, like i said it before i was like chomp yeah sure enough well when we got into the episode because again i like to read ahead and i Particularly, I like reading about the lore and stuff like that from yeah. um, uh, George R. R. Martin's world of Westeros and stuff like that. I knew what was going to happen, and I was just waiting for it. And I was just like, nah. <laughs> yeah. But I like how they presented it where it was like, Eamon didn't mean to and it went too far and he was trying to stop Vagar and he couldn't and when he saw what happened he was like shit fuck to me moments like that are the singular best part of the show Mm. because we know of course that the book is completed but like you said earlier because it's written from like a third Uh, almost like a a third party perspective there's so much context that the writers and the showrunners have the ability to kind of explore Mm -hmm. and i really love those moments where we sit here and we see shit this whole thing started because of a misunderstanding shit amen wasn't trying to kill his nephew shit you know auto hightower is really you know, been masterminding this shit. Oh, that, 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 um, that septum or whatever they're called really tried to act like in the book that like he wasn't down with, you know, deposing Rainier and he was one of the main ones. Like there's so much subtlety and context um, that we're able to redefine because of the way that that book was written. And I love it. I like how, and people were saying, you know, they didn't quite like the fact that Amond didn't actually want or go after uh, Lucerus like that, um, just based off of how they have depicted him as being deplorable. And then from this, of course, he gets his moniker of uh, of Amond the Kingslayer, mm-hmm. Kinslayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were saying, like, you know, basically what it is is, you know, now he has to go back and tell his family like I, I basically caused the first blow to start this war mm-hmm. and say that like I I killed Lucerus like Vagar I mean for lack of a better term Vagar ate Lucerus and now they're like well fuck what do we do right because it was a mistake but we can't say it's a mistake because if we say it's a mistake it'll make us look weak yep. and so rather than look weak we would rather take on the stain of a kinslayer and say that it was purposeful than to say it was a mistake and also we can't control our dragons if we say we can't control our dragons who who will stand behind us mm-hmm. we're weak and we can't control our dragons so rather than admit that 
we will have you take on the stain of being a kinslayer. And also, who would really believe that? Like, people look at the Targaryens as if they're gods among men in this world because they have these relationships with dragons. They come out like, yeah, I killed my cousin. I ain't really mean to. Vagar just like, okay, my guy. Like, <laughs> you know, good. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. like, but anyway, so let's draw up these plans about this siege now that this war is going on. Like, I, there's just you know to your point to my point there's there's just no way that, yeah that i mean know. there was lots of foreshadowing too especially like what when uh otto came to i guess announce that uh Aegon was the king and rhaenyra was like i'm the queen he's like oh your sons can be cupbearers and then Damon said, I'd rather re- feed my sons to dragons than let them be cupbearers to your to drunk cunt of right. a king or whatever. Uh, and I was like, mm. and that's kind of what happened. You gonna eat your words. Nah. Well, not his sons, I guess. His adoptive sons. Yeah, I mean. Stepsons. Yeah, they're of Rhaenyra, so I feel like he, you know, loved them. Um as and, much as he could, as much as Damon could. Yeah, he he betrothed his daughters to them, so you know, there's that or something. Um, but yeah, just being able to watch this kind of continue. I don't know when we'll get a season two, but there's one family that was very prevalent in the original Game of Thrones that wasn't really prevalent uh, in House of the Dragon. But apparently in season two. Yes, though, the Starks come through and I cannot wait until they meet up with fucking Kristen Cole. Oh, that, oh, he is going to get it. They, Starks. The Starks, they keep their oaths. Mm-hmm. Good. But I think they were saying it's a it's a it's a long held tie between the Starks and the Targaryens, because I think they were like the first people to quote unquote bend the knee to the Targaryens. But at that point, I think they say his, the ancestor Stark, they were like, Oh, he was a, he was a, a, a coward, but it was like, yo, what the fuck was he going to do against these people that came over with these huge ass dragons? And he saved the North and he was made the, the King of the North, the ruler of the North. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think they, they say that, um Aegon the Conqueror, right? That would be him. Mm-hmm. That he uh told that Stark ancestor about what was gonna happen and that they needed someone in the north to Brand be the, the first uh it wasn't Bran the Builder. Bran the Builder is far, far um I think he's like far ahead of when even the Targaryens came. Because he built the wall and that wall had already been there. Oh, when the Targaryens yeah, came. Yeah, Bran the Builder was like one of the first men or around that time, I guess. Hmm. Something like that. Bran the Builder uh, had been in Westeros before the Targaryens came. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's why we got yeah. you. Because you let us know about all the little... So I'm excited for that, honestly. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, that's one of my... That was one of my critiques about this season, that it was really difficult for me to find a moral connection and I feel like reintroduction of the Starks, even, you know, at a at a uh, a lower role, mm-hmm. I feel like I, I can at least put my wagon on that. You know what I mean? Like, I know, like you said, 
they're going to stand by their 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 word um and that's you know when you're dealing with all these deplorable people that i have trouble really connecting to it's entertaining as fuck mm. but for me a, a such a big part of game of thrones was that yeah i wanted to root for the starks were they doomed absolutely because they stuck to their word and their honor to a fault i don't know if they were doomed though in in the face of people like cersei and but not really because we don't know how that story really really ends when we're talking about the books and then we have um what's the red-headed daughter the eldest daughter oh sansa I mean, Sansa, she becomes the queen of the north. Mm-hmm. You've got um, Arya, uh, who goes off and have her adventures. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do have Aegon, uh, a.k.a. Jon, mm-hmm. who his mother is a Stark, but he's a Targaryen. So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, you have some Starks that meet untimely, horrible deaths uh, because... They just are not being calculating. I mean, Rob's death. I'm just like, God, you're so fucking dumb. Yeah. You. And and it was the same issue with his father, right? Mm-hmm. This sense mm-hmm. of duty and honor. But you held yourself to that because you. Well, you broke an oath. You yeah. broke your honor. You were supposed to marry one of those girls from. Walter uh, Frey. Yeah. One of the Frey girls. You were supposed to marry a Frey girl and you fell in love with some random bitch that you met in the field right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i guess not even i would say you know being honorable to her but not even that um i mean i guess you knocked her up and then you had a wedding a real shotgun wedding mm-hmm. even though she was very pregnant mm-hmm. but, and i guess that's the honorable thing because you love her but the honorable thing would have not to break your word and to marry one of the fray girls mm-hmm. and that's why you got your head chopped off and your wolf's head put on your body mm-hmm. that shit was gross that yeah. fucked me up man yeah the red wedding was yeah but anyways yeah i don't think the starks turn off too bad i mean the ones that die probably has something to say about that um but yeah okay. they they show up and they show out that's that's what i'm excited for that's what i'm i'm ready for that um I can't wait to see who they get to play uh Big Daddy Stark. Uh I think we've already life. seen him, didn't we? No. Oh. We saw the Baratheon guy. No, I thought that the Starks came down and bent the knee when he named Rhaenyra um his successor. I don't remember what they looked like then. No, I mean they I could always recast him too, so you know. yeah. Or maybe may not even be him, it may be his son by this point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't okay. remember. Okay. But yeah, it was a good episode. Definitely. I mean, the, the whole season was good. I'm looking forward to the next season. Mm-hmm. The casting choices were good. I know some people were upset that they didn't stay with the young Rhaenyra throughout. Um, but uh, Emma Darcy is doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really sad to see all the like transphobic bullshit that's going on behind Emma Darcy. Just like the the amount of interviews that they are not getting, and then just when they show up in spaces, like the transphobic comments. Like Emma Darcy was at like the GQ Man of the Year event or whatever, and people were talking mad shit. But they the do. actress who plays Allison was there too, and they didn't say anything. I guess they were mad. 
that they were there and like you know misgendering them and being like oh why are they there and blah 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 but then there was other women there there were women there so it's like why are you singling emma darcy out but whatever people are corny um it's definitely one of the things that i've tried to make sure <clears throat> that i do um and talking about emma darcy and let's let's be honest i mean uh they killed the role but the only thing that people have is that they need to talk about something, I guess, you know what I mean? They need to have something to hate on because when they killed the role, the way, the way that they did, it was one of those things that it was a critique of my, like, you know, this jarring time jump, these new actors and actresses in, in these roles, but, Emma, Emma did the thing. And Damon ain't aged a day. And not, it's a, like, not a day. It's been like 30 years, babe. Spring chicken. <laughs> man's, but man's fucking Viserys is coming apart at the seams. It was like, God damn, Viserys. You need to stop sitting on that throne. Yeah. Like, whatever you have contracted from them knives, or not knives, them swords <sighs> stabbing into you, jeez, and bread. Yeah, he got the heebie-jeebies. I don't know what the hell happened to that him. That shit but was crazy. He was he was great. I was oh, I was sad to see living him. Living corpse. Oh, I yeah. thought that he was one of the best actors. He's a great actor. Um, I forget what his name is. Patty Considine. Yeah, everybody loves him too. Everybody mm. is like, he's so he's so good. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, we got a. Uh, we're gonna see some Starks next season. Whenever it happens, you know, we'll be here to cover it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much the show you guys. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to other things. Um, what else have you been watching? I feel like we've been watching like random shit as well. Very I mean, random. I restarted what I restarted elementary. I think we talked about that. I'm kind of in a slump now. I haven't watched it in a, in a couple of days, but started rewatching elementary. I'm thinking about restarting, uh assassination classroom um we've just been sporadically watching i watched um i watched the dragon prince season four. Oh yeah you did um i don't know that i really want to talk about it oh on this show um it's very much a setup season to other seasons okay um and Frankly, it wasn't as good. Like, I enjoyed it because I love the IP, but it's definitely one of those things where you say, yeah, three years, we waited for this, kind of. I was um, wondering, I was like, do, do you feel like you hyped it up too much because you love it so much? And then when you got it, you were like, mm, well, it's not even that I hyped it up. Enough. Like, the first three seasons were legit amazing. Mm. But this season after that long wait and then seeing some of the things and some of the writing like i was watching a video today and it was hard for me not to agree with a lot of things that he was saying the dragon prince is a great show and it really does a lot of things well but season four which really isn't season four like this 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 season is basically like 3.5 well, and then there was like a tie-in graphic novel that I didn't read, but they don't they don't explain like one of the main storylines that came from it. So I, I guess it's just expected that you were supposed to read that. Hmm. But I don't like it when shows do that. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna be present in another medium, 
then, you know, still give some representation of, of those stories in the main medium. Yeah. The, the, the add on stuff should be optional. And there's like this huge storyline where Rayla just left for years. And you're, I guess you're supposed to know what happened by reading the tie in graphic novel or whatever it was, but that that's kind of cheap to me. Like, it it takes away from the main thing, which is the show. There shouldn't be that in the show. So I don't really know that I want to say too much more about it. Hopefully, if we get another season, there are some things that they'll clean up with the writing. And, um, you know, and if not, we'll always have the first three seasons. We'll have a fourth season, too. I still mm-hmm. enjoyed it. It just wasn't as awesome as I was hoping um coming from you know first three seasons okay well um as far as things that we need to get back on we definitely need to get back on andor i mean i've heard nothing but great things i know how you feel you're right but you're not wrong you were excited for and we need to get back on because we only watched what one episode of tales of the jedi so we got to get back on the two star wars i love the episode that we watched watched. Yeah, yeah it was good but i mean I already knew you was going to like it because you, you know, a little fanboy for uh, Ahsoka. So that's, that was going to be a given. I can't. What else do we need to get back on? She has my heart. Oh, we did watch. Um, we did catch up to season six of Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. I mean. Do we want to talk about it now? Oh, we don't have to. It's not current, but no, you know. Rick and Morty. Um, I feel like if you like Rick and Morty, then you like Rick and Morty. Some people uh, really love it. Some people think it's pretty crass and just I think make fun of Rick and Morty fans because they're like they think they're so smart. Yeah, I was going to say like I think it. I think people hate the fans more than they hate the show. I love Rick and Morty. This yeah. shit has been so funny. But, this um, they definitely came back strong because I remember. We watched, I think, last season, and it was just kind of like, what the fuck? You know, but uh, this season was excellent. Last season was what the fuck, but it was still funny. Yeah. I don't think there's been a season of Rick and Morty where I was like, nah. Smooth. All right. What I say, babes? That's all I got. Uh, Neo Queen Celine on everything. That's where you can find me. The Okami Council on everything if we still have twitter y'all by the time y'all hear this and twitter hasn't burned itself to the ground somehow yeah feel free to tweet us uh you know that's where we be at i am um, really not a fan of elon musk and uh he can suck a duck he can fuck a duck like i'll just leave it at that he's a piece of shit okay that's fair you know free speech Yay. Um, your opinion uh we'll be back next week uh next month excuse me <laughs> with um hopefully a rundown of our complete thoughts on the peripheral uh we'll be back with tales of the jedi and hopefully some some progress on andor and whatever the hell else is out uh probably get back to some spy families some more chainsaw man updates and uh yeah we'll see you in a month bye Go watch Wanda, uh, Wakanda Forever if you haven't. Hey.